Hello. Welcome to ASI. This is your host, Russ Shaw. This is the new song. New format for the show. is the new song, the new ASI theme song. i got to thank a listener for sending me that. That is Steve Vai, a song called Aching Hunger. It's an awesome tune. Awesome message to that song. I hope you like the new format. got a uh, digital recording here, going, uh, going a little more digital now. got the new microphone, the new headset. No longer speaking to you through the fuzzy tape recorder. So send me an email. Tell me what you think of the new format. It's russ at digitalaudioproject.com. The website, of course, is digitalaudioproject.com slash ASI, if you want to get there faster. It's been a good week. Been a different kind of a week. Been going through some struggles. Been going through some stuff. But it's been a great time this week. Me and my wife... uh Connecting a little more, going through a little more of our stuff, and learning a little more about ourselves and each other. Doing that intimacy thing. So, even though we've been going through this stuff and going through some things, it's been great. Because we're making ground. We're fighting and making some ground in our marriage and keeping things, keeping things real. And it takes work, but it's uh, it's very, very rewarding once you get through it. Learning how to do intimacy. Not the easiest thing in the world, but it is uh, very rewarding, to say the least. i got to thank a listener, Timothy, for sending me some uh, tracks, some stuff of Steve Vai's, turning me on to Steve Vai. I've always been a fan of uh, the Steve, Mr. Vai. Since David Lee Roth, I saw David Lee Roth in concert way back in the 80s, and hearing him up there talking with a guitar, and and some of the some of the stuff that uh, that Steve's been doing lately with the what Tim uh, Timothy emailed me there and the lyrics to that song. It's called Aching Hunger. Just some great uh, great stuff there, as far as getting in touch with who you are and what you're going through and what works in life and what doesn't. And that's why I hope you're tuned in today, getting to understand uh, who I am, who's this Russ Shaw guy, and how did he tame his aching hunger. What is the aching hunger? What does that mean? Well, let me read you some of the lyrics to the aching hunger song. Timothy emailed me here. Some great stuff. This guy, uh, I believe Steve Vai, has struggled with this. Struggled with these kind of issues. What is uh, what is addiction, anyway? What does that mean? I mean, why are we addicted to certain things? Why do we do things that we know we don't want to do, but we do them anyway? How can something hurt us, but we turn back to it? This is the funny thing about addiction that a lot of people don't understand is... is People look at us, you know, and they say, how can you be addicted to something, you know, or some of these 
Christian types or religious types will look at us and say, you know, you're you're just a sinner going straight to hell because you choose to do that. And I used to think of that too. You know, if you're a if you're a five year old and you reach up and you touch the oven and the oven burns your hand and it's hot and you say, ah man, that hurt, that hurt bad. But then you reach up there and you touch it again and bam, it burns you again. Well, life is complex. And our sensory perception is not always, you know, that burns and that hurts us, so we stop doing it. The fact that you have a hunger to do things that are destructive to you is part of the uh, being alive. It's part of the flesh versus spirit battle, the flesh versus spirit war. I wanted to read you some of the lyrics to uh, this song, Aching Hunger, which is going to be my new theme song to ASI. And I have to, again, thank Timothy for that. Lyrics by Steve Vai. When I look down into my soul, I can see you bleeding. It's so tragic that I can't control these reckless feelings. I stand naked in the freezing wind of your glory and honor. But how can I win this war when I can't even face the battle? That is... uh part of the deal, you know, you have this this spirit inside you that's crying out and to not be beaten anymore by your flesh, but we go ahead and do it anyway. We go ahead and we reach up and we burn our hand on the oven and then uh, a few weeks, a few days later, we reach up and we bam, burn our hand again on it. As Steve Vai says uh, in these lyrics, he says, well, maybe if it tears me to pieces, it will kill this aching hunger. And it hurts. You know, it hurts so good. Oh, it hurts. I said maybe in time peace will reign and end this insanity. Maybe the meek shall inherit the earth, but I pray you inherit me. But now my garden of Eden is a barren tundra. If you could cut into my heart... You would touch my aching hunger, and it hurts. It hurts so good. That's part of the uh, the infection, he calls it. Yeah, and I let it burn because I don't like it, but I don't mind the infection because it's coming down, it's coming down hard, it's crashing down on me. It's in a twinkle, it's in a breeze, and it passes. You know, it's... It's This is just so much good stuff about how this horrible addiction takes us over. We feel like we are out of control. And we turn back to it. We know it's going to hurt us. We know it's tearing us up. But we turn back to it. Why do we do that? Why is it? Because we create habits in our minds. We create these habits. And I hope this show, you guys are starting to uh, understand some of this stuff. I got an email again from uh, Peter. Peter emailed me as a response to some of the stuff I was talking about with the 12 steppers. And Peter helped me identify some of the things that I've been going through with, you know, just looking at the feelings and why do I have a negative reaction to some of the 12 step programs and, and some of this stuff. Because Peter kind of broke it down for me and helped me understand that, you know, as a Christian, as a guy who grew up in the church, I really couldn't stand a lot of the religious stuff and it, it just bothered the crap out of me. Some of the stuff that the 
church was doing because it really didn't match up with the Bible. Once I got into the Bible myself and started reading it, started understanding who Paul was and and the book of Acts and how he was kind of a bad boy too. And here's the guy who wrote half of the New Testament. I mean, this guy was a big deal in, in the church at the time when it was just new and it was just starting out. And I had never really learned that stuff for myself. I never got into the Bible and really read Acts or or Romans and, and found out what it actually meant for myself. I just looked at these other Christian folks who were living their lives the way they were living them and pointing the finger and beating up people over the head with the Bible. And I just didn't get it. And Peter helped me understand, you know, going through the big book, that uh, the 12-step book that uh, William W. wrote, his vision for helping people in addiction and why I had a negative outlook to it was because of the same way I had an outlook towards church. You know, there's a lot of people in 12-step programs that weren't doing it right, that aren't doing it right, and they may be leading people astray, just like I was led astray. Here's my my dilemma. Here's my problem. Here's my hurt. Here's my pain. I'm going to cut my heart open for you and expose some stuff to you. I had two friends went through the 12-step program. One of them, pretty close friend of mine, I'm not really in contact with him anymore. I haven't seen him in probably five or six years. Uh, great guy. He was. Uh, he liked to drink, though, and he got in trouble with drinking, and he got in a few car accidents, got a DWI, and just was an alcoholic and he lived his life at that time through the alcohol and it messed him up so he went through a 12-step program and he quit drinking which was great for him but the problem that i saw in that was that his light went out you know i mean he just didn't have the same passion for life that he had before he had entered the 12-step program now you know he was sober and that was great for him. He was a sober guy. But the, I don't believe that your your purpose in life is to be sober. Because this guy's light went out. He just, you know, he just kind of looked at the ground and kind of, you know, eh, well, I'm sober now and I got through another day and one day at a time and all that stuff's great, but he wasn't the same guy. He didn't laugh anymore. He didn't have a passion for stuff anymore. Very rarely did I see him, you know, laugh or engage or open his heart. Another friend uh, that I had um, hung out with him, didn't know him super well, but I just thought that he was a very charismatic guy. He was a lot like me, and we uh, we had some good times together. And he went through a 12-step program as well. He totally disconnected from his former life, which I think was probably a good thing. But, you know, when people, friends like me, tried to get around him, he was not interested in talking to me. And I think a lot of that had to do with some of the 12-step folks that he was hanging with at the time. But he, uh, he put a gun in his mouth. And he pulled the trigger and he killed himself. This other friend of mine. And I... You know, that is something that, you know, that I think he'd be better off drinking. So I, that is so not what I want for you guys. I so do not want you guys to go through something like that. I don't want your light to go out. I don't want you to lose a passion for life. I don't think your, your 
purpose in this life is to be sober, is to be porn free. I think it's great for you to be porn free, but there's a reason why you're here in this life. And I think when you learn that, when you understand who you are, why you're here, why God put you here at this time, in this place, listening to this show right now, wherever you are, it's all a purpose. It all has a reason. So thanks again, Peter, for the email. And I just hope that you guys do not... Uh, you know, you don't get to that place where you're just looking at life as this, this this drag thing you have to drag your butt through. Well, I'm going to give up this porn thing, but I still like to do it. Or I have to give up this thing that I my flesh really likes to do. Well, you know, that's where I the attitude becomes so important and why I've named this uh, podcast show Attitudes of Sexual Integrity because you do need to change your attitude a little bit to get yourself out of that. If your flesh is trying to destroy you, then why do you want to look at it as something, oh, I had to give this thing up? That's a good thing, you know? It's a good thing you gave it up. It's a good thing that you are denying your flesh of something that's trying to destroy you. It's a good thing that you don't believe the lie, the lie that says that something that you want to do, that your flesh loves to do, is killing you, but you don't. Keep doing it anyway. You fell so far this time. That's why, you know, you just understand that you're moving along. This life is a journey. You're not just smacked by the enemy or smacked by your flesh and you roll all the way back down the hill and you have to climb back up the hill. That's not how it is. You are on a journey. You are following your life through a period of time and on that road of time, you will have successes and you'll have failures but just understand that those failures will teach you something about yourself and if you keep learning from your failures that's when you keep moving forward so don't believe the lie uh andy in the uk in the united kingdom sent me a a song i believe these are song lyrics from a guy called uh matthew west i believe Yes, it's Matthew West, and he writes this. Here it comes, the morning sun shining down on what you've done, and all you feel is empty, and you don't know why it feels like so much fun. Here comes that voice again, acting like your friend, with just a whisper in your ear, you fell too far this time. Don't believe the lie. Don't buy into what they sell you. It'll make you cry. I've been there. And I'm here to tell you what you got inside your soul. Deep down you know the truth won't hide. Don't believe the lie. Understand that. That is a huge amount of wisdom. There's a huge amount of truth in that. Don't believe the lie that you can't conquer this thing. That you can't take on your flesh and understand that your flesh does not dictate to you who you are in your soul, in your heart. There really is a strategy to this stuff, and you really can conquer this stuff if you adopt some strategy. I was watching a movie over the weekend with my wife. We sat down and watched The Alamo. And I had learned about The Alamo and history and American history and you know, it's a great story, but I, I thought the movie gave an extra touch to the battle 
of the Alamo. This uh, Spanish warlord uh, soldier guy goes across Texas and figures he's just going to conquer the west for Spain. So he comes across Texas and he and he sweeps the Alamo in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and they pretty much uh, kill them all fairly quickly. wasn't much of a fight. They didn't have a lot of folks to be able to maybe 125, 150 people to stand up to 2,000 Spanish soldiers. So the Spanish soldiers pretty much went through them pretty fast and ended up killing the whole town. And you really felt for the townspeople because you got into their characters a little bit. You got to understand who these people were, and they were some of them were jerks and they were selfish. But then they had this heart to them once they saw that they were in this battle, and they really believed and felt for each other, you know. And sometimes you start to feel for yourself, and you you start to understand who you are a little bit. You start to take on some of this stuff, and you just looking into your own soul and your own heart when you start really taking on your addiction but then you feel like you're like the Alamo and this huge army moves in and just sweeps you and one fell swoop and you're failed again and you're laying on the ground and you're you know everybody's dead you feel like you're just in so much pain over what you've just done it's a pretty sad story the Alamo but that taught the American soldiers something about the Spanish and how this guy had this arrogant attitude, and the enemy has this arrogant attitude to thinking that it can just waste you, and it can just take you over, and, you know, these people aren't that big a deal. We can beat them pretty easily. So this general of the time, uh, Houston, comes to the aid, tries to come to the aid of the Alamo, but he misses them in the time, so he goes up to meet where he believes this Spanish uh, warlord guy is going to be coming through, going uh, north to take more ground. You ever feel like that? You ever feel like you've given up ground? You've made so much ground. You know, I've gone two weeks without failing, and, and you know, you give up ground, and you feel like you've just been beat. You feel like you're like the the citizens of San Antonio, Texas, and you've just been taken over and destroyed, and the enemy has taken that part of ground. Well, that's not true, because there's other battles you can fight. And Sam Houston understood that. So he knew the character of his enemy a bit, and he met him in a place where he knew he would be. We figured, well, you know, this guy's going to splinter his army apart, and he's going to head up north, and he's going to want to find a nice field to set up camp, and that's exactly what he did. So in the middle of the night, while this guy had set up camp and had all of his soldiers sitting there, Sam Houston gathered an army of folks, not a lot of organized, military, trained type of folks, but he gathered a bunch of townspeople, and they all got together. And in 18 minutes, 18 minutes, he managed to destroy the Spanish army. Just went in there and just annihilated them, just took them out because of the arrogant pride of this guy who thought that he could... You know, just lay these people to waste, these silly Americans and their uneducated, undisciplined type of way of doing things. I thought that was a, a great analogy to to addiction. You know, sometimes we feel like we're giving up ground. We lose ground. We've lost so much ground. That's when you say, remember the Alamo. 
when you say looking back at the pain that you caused yourself before you fail before you start to fall into those old patterns again before you let your mind start to dwell on that stuff remember the Alamo it's just kind of cheesy saying but it's true remember the pain that you're going to cause yourself before you do it that was Sam Houston's battle cry when he went in and he took on this general the Spanish general that was his battle cry to all his troops was remember the Alamo Remember what he did to all those innocent folks. And they went in and they took him in 18 minutes. Killed that whole army. Defeated him. And you know what? Instead of killing the general, he took the general to the Spanish consulate, to the Spanish you know, people, and said, uh, we want Texas. We'll trade this guy's life for Texas. So... I don't know, that's a whole nother analogy. you got to find out what Texas is in your own life. But understand that you can beat this thing. If you remember, keep remembering what kind of pain you're going to cause yourself when you do fail ahead of time. And that will help you kick out those, those thoughts. Snuff out those little thoughts. Do the eye bounce. Kick out those players in your emotional theater. If you just keep remembering the Alamo what it's going to do to you, how it's going to tear you apart when you do fail, help you start fighting this battle on a realistic level, which is those little thoughts that are popping into your mind. But it's really a battle of will. And once you understand some of the strategies that I talk about in this show, you really can start to reach more ground. And just keep remembering that the snowball analogy, that you have to catch your thoughts before they grow into this big, huge thing that's going to cause you to fail. And that's what's going to be the strategy. That's what's going to be the the bullets in your mind that's taking out the enemy. Using the eye bounce analogy, not drinking in these these images, not soaking in that, that image of that person or that image on the billboard or whatever it is, not drinking that in and knowing that what's going to happen if you keep dwelling on it, just bouncing your eyes. As soon as you notice it, bounce your eyes. Stuff like that. Understanding the the theater in your mind and what's going to happen when you let those characters into the theater of your mind. It's another previous episode. Understanding that your mind, this whole battle is in your head. And you really can conquer this stuff. It's going to take time. It's going to take work. It's going to take perseverance. But if I can do it, you can do it. I'm not a real disciplined guy. I'll be honest with you. I am one of the most undisciplined type of folks that you'll meet. Sure, I've accomplished some of the things in my life. But, you know, I've, I'm, I'm not real disciplined. I have a hard time reading. Just sitting and reading a book is a challenge for me. Getting that accomplished is a challenge for me. But I do it. Because I know what it's going to do for me. The, the, what it's going to, it feeds my soul. Understanding those things. Getting on the treadmill, like I talked about in the heart exercise episodes. And, and just working out your heart and understanding what you need to do to conquer this thing. Understanding these little images that pop into your mind of what they're going to do to you. 
you can do this stuff. You can. You can snuff out those thoughts when they enter your mind. What causes you to get those thoughts in your mind when they enter your mind? Knowing, identifying those thoughts and seeing them and saying, I know what this thought is. I know that this is a sexual image or a sexual thought or whatever it is. That's going to cause you to fail. That's going to cause you to go down that road. When you feel that thing grab you or that monster throw the rope around your neck and try and lead you down that road, understand that that rope is not something that is huge that you can't hack through. You can. You can snuff out those thoughts in an instant. In an instant in your mind, you can snuff out the thoughts. Understanding that. I heard a guy once say, you know... He was a smoker for a lot of years, and he quit. And I think smoking, nicotine, and heroin are much the same kind of chemical addictions. They're very, very difficult to kick. And this guy said something about about his smoking that he said, you know, quitting smoking only takes one decision. I'm going to quit smoking right now, he said. But he said, listen, it's not just that easy. He says, you have to make that decision thousands of times. Right now, I'm not going to do this behavior. Right now, I'm going to see that thought and understand where that snowball, how big that snowball is going to get if I let it roll down the hill. I'm not going to let it roll down the hill. I'm going to snuff it out. I'm going to snuff it out now. And if you can't snuff it out, understand why and identify that. Keep asking questions. But the facts are the only time you fail is when you give up, when you stop fighting, when you give up, when you stop moving along. So don't believe the lie. Andy in the UK, thanks for sending me that. That is so powerful. MatthewWest.com, I believe is the website. Yes, it's MatthewWest.com. And there's just great stuff out there. There's some great stuff on his website. This guy understands this battle. This guy understands the whole what is going to fill the flesh versus spirit battle. Much like I believe Steve Vai does. It's another lyrics from a song from uh, Matthew West. He says, I tried money. I got as much as I could. I went to the store and bought it all. But it wasn't enough because I wanted some more. But my house was full. So I got a bigger house and I filled it up. And there I was with all that stuff and empty. Nothing else can take the place of you. It's true. Nothing else can take the place of you. It's true. God has a reason for us all to be here. I hope you guys can understand that. I hope you know your purpose. I hope you know that you have a purpose, that you're not just here by arbitrary, you know, some kind of a spit-out alien ant farm type of thing. You're just tossed into the mix. Not true. You are just as much a part of this world as the mountains, the ocean, and everything else. Your, your purpose, the reason that you're here right now in this point in time. So I just want you to understand that Getting up and moving along. You need to move along sometimes. Get up, understand who you are, and move along. I heard a guy who was a police officer, is a Christian guy, and had a ministry where he ministered to homeless people. And He said one of the biggest things that a homeless person needs to understand sometimes is to get up and move along. Sometimes the cops, they feel mean when they have to do that, but... You know, that's what they need to hear sometimes. Hey, get up, move along. You can't just sleep on the park bench. You can't just sleep out in the park. You can't just lay on the railroad tracks. You need to get up and move along. 
You're not rolling all the way down the hill. You're simply on a journey. And when you feel beat, when you quit, that's the only time you really fail. When you just lay there and you're just done. Sometimes you need somebody like a, a police officer to hit you with a little baton and the tap you on the back and say, Hey, move along, buddy. Get up and move along. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here to tell you. Move along. This thing doesn't got you beat until you quit. So keep listening. Keep sending me those emails. It's Russ at DigitalAudioProject.com. Love hearing from you folks. Keep this show up and running. Keep me understanding where you're at because sometimes I forget where I'm at, like I've talked about before. Sometimes I forget where I was. When I was hurting and bleeding on the ground like you guys, when I had that aching hunger that was like pulling me back towards where I knew I was going to fail, I forget those feelings, those raw, emotional, just, ah, please stop, help me from falling, please. And I didn't have a me back then. I had a counselor. I paid to see him. I paid to see them. But just needing somebody who has really been there. And I really have, you guys. I've been there. I've felt like you've felt. I understand what you guys are going through. And understand that move along analogy. Because the longer you lay there in the ditch, the longer you lay there in the park bench and cars driving by with a splash in you and people just, you know, throwing their garbage on you, the longer you guys stay in that spot, the more you're not reaching your purpose, the more you're not reaching where life is beautiful again. So, get up and move along. You understand? I'm here for you. Russ at digitalaudioproject.com. Visit the website, digitalaudioproject.com slash ASI. Tell me how you like the new format. Do a little shorter show from now on. Let me know how you like it. Remember, move along. Thanks for listening.